Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things that you believe to be impossible are, in fact, very much an ontological possibility? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, it is terrifying. You see, we, we are at the fringe of the map, and there's more than just dragons. Anyone else having breakfast in here, Adam? Anyone else Anyone else from the, from the uh, retreat here, the lodge? Miss Sinclair from Bismarck Energy and Dominic Wolf are sitting at one of the tables here having Is Dominic Wolf the security guard? Because oh, I did yeah, not the, get his name. Sorry, the, yeah, the... the uh, beefcake? Yeah, the absolute, the, as I, I think I've described him previously as muscles poured into a suit. I grab a chair mm-hmm. and I <laughs> go over and I join them. Mr. Melville, correct? Heracles Melville? That is my name. I don't mean to be rude, but yes. me, myself and Mr. Wolf here, we were looking to have a meal in private. I've been a very busy man. So how about this? I'll tell you something that I know, and in return, you tell me something that I'd like to know. Mr. Melville, I really have to explain something very quickly to you. If you are indeed only here just writing a book, I have to really insist... I have to, sorry, no, not insist. I would like to tell you something. There are a lot of rocks in this town that if you flip over, you might accidentally get yourself hurt. Do you understand what I mean? Oh, very much so. Very much so. I flipped one of those rocks over last night, Miss Sinclair. I'm sure you did. And, uh, wouldn't you know who uh, came to my miraculous rescue, but, uh, your best friend in town. I can only assume that must have been a very pleasant experience for you. Well, it was and it wasn't. I found a man's heart under some floorboards, that drug dealer kids in the wind, and a lot of people got shot. Myself included. Mm-hmm. Well, you would think then that... Well, here, let me tell you a joke. Okay. What do you say to the man who got shot? I don't know what. Nothing. He's already been told. See, I'm, I'm one of those people who uh, likes learning, Miss Sinclair. Mm-hmm. A lot of learning over and over again. Do you know anything weird about this town, this sorry CDP? What do you mean? In what respect? Is she eating breakfast? She's kind of like halfway through it. She's As you speak, she kind of picks at, uh, I don't know, what did she get? Let's say she got a fresh fruit salad. Does she have a knife? She does, She does, but she's not used it. 
It's just next to her. Great. Uh, can I borrow this to illustrate a point? She actually, I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't direct it at her. I directed it at Mr. Wolf. Mr. Uh, Wolf looks at her. She gestures, letting you take the knife. Thank you. So uh, what we have here is, uh, is an average knife and an mm-hmm. average man. I mm-hmm. get myself. But I think there's more to this place than meets the eye. And I think you and Bismarck Energy, maybe not Mr. Wolf here. He doesn't seem to strike me as a man who cares much for those sorts of things. I think there's more going here than you think. Now, I want you to watch this closely. A bit like a magic trick. Watch my hand. I put my hand down on the table. Mm-hmm. I take the knife. I stab myself in the back of the hand. Oh! <laughs> Why? All right. Do you do it as hard as you can? I, I do it to pierce the skin. I want to injure myself. Okay. I guess you take... It's a knife, but you're not trying very hard. No, I'm not trying to hurt myself. I just need to create a wound. I'm still going to call it... One okay. point of lethal damage. Yeah, no worries. That's fine. You cause yourself one point of lethal damage. You, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have stabbed yourself, Heracles mm. Melville. You have stabbed yourself. I take it out. I, uh, do you want this back? You keep it, she says. Now, Miss Sinclair, will you humor me just once? Certainly. Tomorrow... When you have breakfast, and I've now got like a napkin and I'm bandaging myself up. <laughs> Tomorrow when you're having breakfast, I'm going to come down here and I'm going to annoy you. All right? And I want you to remember this hand. All right, she says. I'm conducting an experiment. Sure. See, there's some things in this town that are ontologically problematic, and I propose to get to the very bottom of them. When you did that, Mr. Wolf, her bodyguard flinched at what you did and seems quite surprised and shocked. Miss Sinclair would presumably be a bit shocked, but she's not, like, upset at the sight of blood. Mm. You get the impression that she is someone who is... She's tougher than her bodyguard, Adam. Yeah. That's what I've picked up. Pretty much. Anyway, uh, I'll leave you in peace to enjoy your breakfast alone and uh, blood-free, but uh, tomorrow when... I present the results of this experiment. Maybe you can I can have a bit more of a chat about what's taken place in Sabineville. A woman comes out, about in her 20s, and she has your food. She sets it down in front of you. Is there anything else? Uh, no, that'd be, that'd be just fine. Thank you. All right. Tell yeah. me, uh, what's your name? Uh, my, my name? Uh, Sophia. Sophia. For, quick question for you. Do you have a life? I'm trying to... I hurt myself today. I should... Played a bloody hand. Oh my god, she says. Do you need a bandage? Oh, I've got some. I'll be fine. Uh, the napkin's doing a good job. I'll trick. get a first aid kit, she says. It, it, not necessary. I have one back in my room. I always travel with one. You never know what's going to happen to you. All right. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, and I was well, just remembering if, okay. that the last time I was injured like this, yeah. you know, like you fall off a bike as a kid or you, you break an arm or anything like that. Anything like that happen to you, Sophia? Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I, I, as you said, I fell off a bike. I broke my collarbone. Yeah. Anything ever since then? Um, I think that's the only time I've ever been to the hospital. I mean, I've gotten like cuts and bruises, but nothing, you know, not as serious as that. (laughs) Not that I guess that's terribly serious, she says. No, I I guess not. Well, thank you very much uh, for my breakfast and uh, compliments to the chef, I suppose. Your smoothie, your your French toast, and then also she just sets down, without even you asking, she sets down some black coffee. Thank you. I've put myself in a position so that I can still see Miss Sinclair and Mr. Wolf's table. Are they... 
Have they resumed doing what they were doing or are they watching me? <laughs> They've resumed doing what they were doing. Great. I want to watch what they're doing, Adam. What is she hiding in that newspaper? Right. She doesn't open up the newspaper straight away. She takes out that envelope again and she surreptitiously opens it so that only she can really see it. And you can see she's flitting around with something in there. I'll make it a wits comp check. You obviously can't see into the envelope, but it looks a lot like she's counting, counting money. Cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She closes the envelope, puts it back into it. From the size of the envelope as well. It's a, it's a lot of it, cash. Yeah, it feels like it must be at least... The amount of time she's counting, she's yeah. counting a lot of cash. It, depending, obviously, on the denomination, it could vary a lot as to how much money is actually in there. But you don't imagine she's counting ones. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't imagine. If she's, counting, if she's counting anything like hundreds, then there must be at least like... 10,000. No, sorry. Uh, it must be at least maybe 20,000 in this envelope. It's pretty packed. Yeah. She folds it back up, tucks it into her pocket, and then takes out or unfolds the newspaper. And when she does that, she unfolds it long enough for you to notice that it's there's another something like a, it looks almost like it's a napkin. Maybe, but like, you know, in a fancy restaurant, you'll get those like doilies almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like that, but that's just what you can see. She writes on it with a pen and then spots you looking at her and then folds the newspaper up, gets up and leaves. I waved her with my bleeding hand. I've made a friend today, Adam. I can feel it in my bones. Okay. Um, Mr. Wolf leaves with her. I assumed. So now I'm just having breakfast by myself. I enjoy my breakfast, Adam. I have a lovely time. What's the smoothie like? Oh, right. (laughs) My good friend. We found it. You found it. Yes, we did it. You have a green smoothie. Ah, this is fantastic. It's... You know, it's not five-star dining. No, 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 but... But it's, it's a green smoothie, like a proper... Real, actual green smoothie. Ah, uh, this is good stuff. Um, I am very happy. I'm going to enjoy my French toast. I'm going to enjoy my green smoothie. And then I'm going to go back to the room, do a little bit of first aid on my hand, uh, and then can get out, go and do my do my uh, questing um, around town. On my way out, I want to tell Jonathan that the green smoothie was perfect. Jonathan nods like he kind of expected that response. Don't you worry, my good friend. I will take care of you. That's because I gave him $200, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes. You bought his loyalty. Ah, it's the best way of loyalty. Um, Okay, okay. I'm thinking about my next steps and how to play it based on the fact that Heracles Melville is a hopeful but arrogant man, which is why he sat down at that table (laughs) with someone who loathes him. Um, I'm going to go up to the room. I'm going to take some photos of the heart. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a sample of the goo that smells like grave dirt on it. With a medicine dexterity check, you can remove that one point of lethal damage. Oh, cool. You technically downgrade it to bashing, but bashing damage goes away in an hour. I'm and not gonna I don't get... think you're going to get into a fight in the next hour. We don't know, Adam. Anyway, you take some photographs of the heart, sure. I, I take a sample of the um, the gooey shit. Sure. You put some in like, the a grave test tube It still something. smells like... Grave dirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got like a weird little kit in my my. Um, I have a in in the in the car just like a weird kit of st- sample sure. stuff. If I ever need to get samples of things, sure, sure, sure. Um, so many of them are stained with blood, and I haven't washed them properly. Unshocking. Yeah, I'm in a hurry. 
I put the base. I put the Vampire cricket teeth, bat. But you could tell they've been torn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've taken probably just... while you were tr- while they were trying to bite you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not good. It's mm. not good. There's that. Um, there's like some other bits of dirt. There's something that looks like cremation ash. Um, sure. There's a cigarette in a little vial that is still smoking. Mm. Cigarette is old as fuck. <laughs> But it's still lit. It's like a lucky strike from like World yeah, War II yeah, or something. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'm going to, though, put the cricket bat back in its holder too. I don't need the weapon anymore. In its holder. <laughs> back in its safe. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, it's imbued with maybe the magic of a god. I don't know. We may never. Um, I'm going to now go and see Brains at the school. Okay, cool. You head on over to the school. Am I being followed, Adam? <laughs> or have they given up on that? Followed by who? Uh, a car. Well, you're going to see the last person who was following you. Oh, just as a reminder, you were going to take the heart to the guy in the medical center. Yes, I'm not going to... You gonna do t- pass the medical center on the way to the school, just if you wanted to. Yeah, no, I want to go to the school first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's why I took the photos of the heart. And I just am going to ask a question of Brains, because she seems influential. And I think, Adam, I think she can help me. Okay. I don't trust her at all, but Hercules is... You know, he doesn't have a lot of friends. He has one and he hates him. (laughs) You get to the school. The school is made of several buildings, obviously the different like year or classes and whatnot, whatnot, year levels, such and such. The first immediate building where the parking lot is, though, is quite obviously a reception. It would say as much reception and administrative building. Stepping inside, the first thing you see is a desk, and a man sits at that desk. His name is David Miller. I'm going to punch you across this table. <laughs> no, he has a little name tag that says Nathaniel. No, well, actually, no, but it's saying Nathaniel Cormier. It's got his full name, I suppose. Cool. He, as you approach, is chewing gum and writing something on a pad of paper. A uh, good morning. He, his eyes very briefly glance up at you and then back down. He nods in acknowledgement of you. Uh, can I see Nathaniel Cromier? He starts blowing a a gum bubble and then it pops. He brings that gum back into his mouth, looks up at you, and nods in acknowledgement. How, how big can you make that? Pretty big. He does a really big bubble. It is like maybe it's I don't know how big would you say this is? Like a like a half inflated balloon. Yeah, like a half inflated balloon. He gets it about that big and then it pops again. That is quite a party trick, Nathaniel. I'm very impressed. My name is Heracles Melville, and I'm here to speak with uh, Brains. He nods knowingly and then gestures down one of the corridors. Uh, also, while I'm here, school library. He gestures out. There's like a back exit to this building. He <laughs> gestures out talk. that way. I love this place. Thank you very much, Nathaniel. Keep on blowing. He puts up a hand and waves you away. So I've seen where Brains is. I'm going to go to the library first. You head out into the school. As for, yeah, pretty quickly, one of the te- a teacher approaches you. Can I help you, sir? Uh, my name's Heracles Melville. I'm here to meet with uh, uh, Brains. Right. <laughs> I was going to say get... her full name, but it was like Miss Lafleur. Evangeline Lafleur. 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 But uh, Miss Lafleur. Uh, she's back in the administration building. Oh, no, I understand that, but she said I could go check out the library here, and apparently it's this way. Mm, the teacher seems unhappy about this. How about this? 
you follow me to the library. You follow me out of the library and uh, then drop me off at uh, Miss LeFleur's office. The teacher is about to respond when you hear a voice calling out from behind you, a familiar voice. Uh. Mr. Melville, well, if it isn't my favorite visitor to town. Evangeline, it is wonderful to see you this fine morning. She's wearing an electric green power suit today. My, my, you have a wide array of colors, don't you? Oh, only the best colors for my wardrobe. Please, I have your book waiting in my office. Wonderful. Uh, what's the teacher's name? The teacher's name? Didn't get it. Gormiel. Is she? <laughs> Gormiel. Yeah, Gormiel. Gormiel. Mr. Gormiel. Wasn't it a woman? Ms. Gormiel. <laughs> <laughs> she teaches history. I fucking hate you. <laughs> so much. Oh, dear. Uh, ma'am, thank you for your hospitality. Certainly. No worries. I hope says. I didn't raise too many heart rates. It's uh, certainly it's all right. At first, I thought you were a replacement teacher. Oh, what subject would I be teaching? You think? And I thought you were a police officer. She says. Oh no, no, I'm a, I'm more adjacent than actual police. When you say you're not a cop, she looks really relieved because you're going to meet Evangeline. <laughs> she doesn't say anything though. She just turns around and walks away. Have a lovely day. You too. Uh. Eventually. What are you doing out here, Melville? Bothering the staff. Please, come in. Have you had a cup of tea this morning? Oh, no, but I had an excellent green smoothie, courtesy of your friend Jonathan at the uh, Lodge. Ah, right, right, right. That Well, that I'm sure would be our delightful Rebecca Fontenot. She runs the Riverside Lodge. She's the she's one who to understand those sorts of things. I... I Heracles stops immediately. I'm sorry, what did you say that woman's name was? Rebecca Fontenot, related to Frankie, grandmother. And how does she feel about your relationship with her grandson? Namely, that he might be in several pieces. Honestly don't know, honestly don't care. That is a fascinating layer of information. Um, Are we walking back to our office? Yeah, yeah, you step into our office. Eventually, I got a strange question to ask you. Please. Do you remember me being shot yesterday? I do recall, yeah. Like, I was shot, and you saw it happen. You sit down on one side of her desk, she sits oh, down. Oh, no, no, I'm standing. Okay, well, she sits down, and just, just for you to have a seat. Humor me first. I need mm. you to say it. You remember me being I shot. I remember you being shot. I remember uh, uh, passing you bandages myself. I stand like uh, the Vitruvian man, Adam, mm-hmm. and I say, uh, whereabouts did I get shot? She... Wow, you're doing pretty well on these Wempathy checks. You get one success. Yep. She looks at you hungrily (laughs) in a way that makes you feel like fish. Fish before a shark. So not in a... Oh, it's mixed in there. Okay. (laughs) It's kind of... I'm like, does she want to kill or fuck Heracles? Honestly, it feels like both. Okay. That's, That's cool. She's sitting in... It looks like she's about to lick her lips. Uh, and as you stand there like the Vitruvian man, she stands up, mm. walks over to you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, with a very pointed finger, slowly brings it to roughly where you were shot yesterday. Wow. Mr. Melville, I believe you were shot right here. Do you want to see something incredible? She takes a step back and looks you up and down. I think I already am. 
Heracles isn't even registering this because sure. it's information now. Uh, I show the lack of bullet wound. What do you make of this, Evangeline? Well, that is intriguing indeed. Wow. Tell me. She, without permission, touches the spot where you were shot. Her hand <sighs> is cold like from the grave. Oh, like inhumanly cold? Not inhumanly. Or just like she got cold hands? She's just got cold hands. Okay. Uh, anything like this happen to you or anyone else in town? I can't say I have ever seen a person of any sort or myself recover so quickly from a bullet wound and completely too. Yes. I also got on my willpower back. <laughs> no, um, that's not what I say. Uh, yeah, I button myself back up and, and sort of look around the office. Anything interesting in the office? You see in the office, there's obviously her desk. There is, behind her desk, there are two windows, one on the left, one on the right side. Directly behind the desk, though, in between those two windows is a giant, like like in The Simpsons in Mr. Burns' office. Yes, yeah, A yeah, giant yeah. bear with its arms outstretched. You see along one of the walls, there are a bunch of trophies, hunting trophies, different types of, probably like, big boars or deer, that sort of thing. And then on the other side, there is a bar, a fully stocked bar. There is a... This is their office in a school. Yeah, there's a coffee machine. And then finally, there is a locked cabinet, which you don't know what is inside. It's a wood panel cabinet, but it's got this big metal heavy looking lock on it. Now, tell me... She sits down at her desk. Evangeline, uh... I'm looking at all the you're you're a haunter. Oh no, no, no. I I can't stand to traipse around in the woods or the bayou, I should say. Sorry, I can't stand that sort of stuff. No, that's uh, uh my late husband's. I took over the family business after the poor man died of poisoning. Hey Adam. Yeah. Can I do a check? <laughs> What sort of check? I just want to know how that about. Can I tell how that poisoning happened? How she feels about her late husband? Heracles, you get the obvious implication, but you can't read anything of it. No. Can't read anything beyond that. Well, that's a shame. I hunt a little bit, sort of, in a roundabout way. Nothing like this, though. For the ontologically problematic. That's the one, which this, I point at the gut, the lack of bullet wound, is. Um, is, of course, one, yes. Anyway, I'm going to cut straight to brass tacks. Uh, do you have any pull at the hospital? Uh, might. Depends on what you need. Are uh, you looking for drugs? Because you don't need to go all the way out there. <laughs> Adam, I thought she was trying to keep the drugs out of town. She's, She's keeping like... them out for, away from the kids. Oh, that's right. Frankie sells to the kids. That's, yeah. I, love, I love having Adam. This is what I love about you. You have mm-hmm. two gangsters in this town. One of them has morals. She doesn't sell to kids. <laughs> That's her morals. Mm. I don't trust her, but I find her fascinating. And I think if I tried hard enough, she'd sleep with me. But I'm not going to do that because I might die. Might be a praying mantis sort of situation. She reaches from in, into one of the desk drawers and pulls out a copy of The Telltale Heart, which she slams on the desk. Probably be a collection of Edgar Allan Poe's works, not just The Telltale Heart. Oh, thank you. Are there late fees attached to this one? 
Well, that depends, Mr. Melville. Are uh, you not intended on bringing it back? That would be terribly rude. The library needs that book. Oh, no, I'd bring it back, but I might just hold on to it for the time that I'm in town. I'm sure for the time you're in town, there will be no fees attached. Although there may be um, some costs related. How much? She shakes her head and says, Mr. Melville... I don't want money from you. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very aware of that. What's it going to cost, this book? Oh, nothing as of yet. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. So did you want, I'm sorry, did you say you did or didn't want a cup of tea? Oh, no, I'm fine. Coffee? No, all good, thank Something you. stronger than. Mm, it's a bit too early for me. I'm, well, I'm, a green, case, I'm a green smoothie man these days. Well, in that case, and related to... Costs and whatnot. What was it that you wanted from the medical center? I want to test a sample of that heart we found. Oh, yeah. I can have that arranged, certainly. I'd like to do the testing, but I don't want to put the doctor out. Maybe if you could allow access after hours, perhaps when he's not around or other people aren't inconvenienced by it, if you catch my drift. Well, let me give you an option. Yeah, Mr. Melville. So I happen to know that the medical center has uh, limited morgue and research capacities. It's mostly uh, sort of the place where you go like a, a fam- to see a family doctor, mostly. Alternatively, up in Huma, I happen to have some pull with several of the local hospitals. If you wanted to, I could have the heart sent up there and get some professionals to have a look at it. No, but see, then I'd be suffering from the uh, Huma police problem. She gives you a big, <laughs> toothy smile. Ah, so you've heard of the Huma police problem? Yes, and I suspect the Huma medical problem, ambulance problem, and fire department problem also affect Sabineville. My good friend, I'll have them put a rush on it. I prefer to do this in person, if you don't mind, even with the limited well, resources available. In that case, fine. Fine, fine. That's all right. I can arrange for you to visit the medical center, and perhaps the doctor might not be there at the time, and maybe the door will be unlocked. Does that sound reasonable for you? Wonderful. I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on my way there now, actually. I want to have a chat with our mysterious man with no name. Oh, right now you'd like it done? No, no. I can do that thing separately. I'm on my way there now. I can scope it out and let you know if there's anything in particular that I'd like to utilize. Do you have my phone number? I've got your card. All right, then. Well, you know how to contact me if you should need. May I ask what you're expecting to find with the heart? I'm I'm, uh, I'm not entirely sure, Miss LeFleur. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but my God, it's fascinating, isn't it? She looks at you and with... Complete sincerity, she says, it is indeed. So, uh, just very quickly, uh, can I offer you one of my muscles for support? I've got it in good hand. Thank you, though. I don't need to be drawing attention to what I'm doing. I am merely an academic researching folklore in a town. All right, then. I I believe, if I believe anything, Mr. Melville, I believe that you can look after yourself. I've seen much worse. Also, uh... I don't need to be followed. That's all right. I won't have you followed. That's fine. Because the other night was simply for your safety. Well, paid off. Although, apparently, maybe not. I wonder what this is. I'm now like Heracles is now turned away from Evangeline and is like just looking at the trophies on the wall and is now just talking out loud. Sure. 
And Evangeline happens to be in the same room. Sure, sure, sure. Although now I do wonder, what would have happened if you hadn't arrived and Frankie had shot me up into pieces, buried me in a coal grave somewhere at the back of Crescent Mills, only for me to wake up 9 a.m., six feet under, clawing my way out of the earth? Is that what would have taken place? My, that would have been a real interesting experience. Well, it seems to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, it's quite all right. It's fascinating. It would seem to me, or it would seem to me, I should say, that you seem to be under the impression that whatever healed, whatever caused your miraculous recovery happened before the shootout, when it just as easily could have happened after. I had not considered that, Miss Evangeline. I guess that is why they call you brains, huh? I got a few tricks up my sleeve. I bet you do. All right, well, I'm going to take this book, and uh, I'm going to head over to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me know uh, when I might be able to access a lab, and uh, we'll be in touch. Well, if you wanted to, I could have it ready for you tonight. Perfect. It's just a matter of my cost is all. How much? A date. (laughs) Like what? Shall we say the blue plate tonight? Before or after? Before. Always do pleasure before work, Mr. Melville. Sure, I'd go to dinner. Heracles is, is not at all a romantic man. Shall we say around 6.30? Sure, Evangeline. 6.30 would be fine. Of course. Maybe over dinner I can pick your brain a little more. That sounds really bad, Adam. Well, thank you again for the book. You're very welcome. Uh, I take the book and I leave before, I don't know, she tries to fuck me uh, or kill She'll me. kill you, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not drinking or eating anything that she is giving to me. <laughs> she poisoned her husband, Adam. Did she heal me? Fuck. As you're exiting the school, you spot a car. Actually, it'll be a truck on the other side of the street. It's parked kind of a little bit away from the school, but close enough to see the comings and goings. And you see lying low in the driver's seat is Frankie. Maybe he's got a set of binoculars on you, and when he spots you, he lowers them down, hits the pedal, and the truck books it out of there. Huh. Well, I guess that'll come round and buy me sooner or later. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, off to the hospital. Uh, I head to my car, and I go to the... Any text from Rowdy? Uh, Yeah, he has a response, a text, a message response for you that says, you find the weirdest shit. (laughs) I text back... Uh, that I do. Uh, can I ask, while you're waiting for a spleen, the local PD, all of that nonsense, you run a name for me and I send him Evangeline Lafleur. Okay. And Miss Sinclair. <laughs> Miss Sinclair. All right. You head back towards the medical center. Yep. As you turn down onto where the promenade and the town square are, you can see that from last night that the makeshift ambulance is pulled up on the side of the road. You can see there's a car that is also pulled up at the side of the road, and you can see there's blood splashed on the front of the car. It's a blue coupe. So imagine kind of like a sporty type of car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a two-door sporty car in a very classic style. Kind of like um, if you're imagining the sort of car that a gangster would stand on the lip of with a Tommy gun yeah, as they're driving down yeah, the street. Okay. It's that sort of car. Yep. Two-door, very sporty looking and blue. There's blood splashed on the front of it. You can see there's the ambulance there. You can see there's a big crowd of people. 
and there's two people sitting on the side of the road. One of them, a woman, is crying into a handkerchief, and you can see the priest from last night is standing next to them, quite obviously talking to them. Adam, how old is the car? Would it be from like the 90s, 80s? 70s, 60s, 40s, 30s, 20s, perhaps? Uh, Maybe even the 1800s. Who, 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 could, who could say? You recognize the vaguely the make and model. It's a kind of classic, like I said, classic style car. You would say yes, from roughly the 1920s, the beginning part of the 20th century, certainly. But you, with this success, you notice that it is absent any sort of decal or anything like that to mark it as being like a Ford or a uh, any sort yeah, of branding. There's no basically. branding. It yeah. is a nondescript car from the 1920s, mm-hmm. like a prop car almost. Yeah, almost, yeah. almost. All right, I pull over and immediately head over here. Would you like to approach the car? You can see, now that you're stopped here, you can see the Dr. LeBlanc is putting a person into the back. There's a, a white sheet. Over, over them. them. Yeah, it looks like someone has died. He's putting them into the back of the ambulance, and then there's the two people being consoled by the I'm, I'm going to head to LeBlanc. Okay. Uh, doctor, I was just on my way to see you, and uh, what in the name is going on here? Oh, uh, terrible, terrible thing. Seems like we've had uh, ourselves an accident. Car? I sort of d- d- hand gesture car accident. Or well, s- I didn't get to see the exact specifics. There's a police car coming on its way now to speak to the two... Uh, people who were in the vehicle i i've the poor lady in the back of my vehicle here was the victim obviously the one hit when he says there's a police car on the way here i just say to myself so we got 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) so what happened well obviously i wasn't here to witness it might be best to speak you said you weren't a police officer no doctor i'm not a police officer just a man with knowledge and a few key areas well, uh, I didn't see what happened, and I didn't. It's not my place to. Does he seem relaxed when he, I'm reminded when he's reminded that I am not a cop? Sorry, when it, when it, when he's like, "You're not a police officer," and I say, "No," is that a relief? You keep rolling tens on these. Yeah, it looks. It he's quite clearly worried that a police officer might cause the situation to become worse than it already is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um. You'd have to speak to the poor people behind the wheel, or maybe a bystander, uh, or the uh, or uh, Pastor Thomas Landry, the gentleman from last night. He was also there to witness it. Yeah. What about you? you you've seen the body. What's the I cause got, of the injury? Oh, well, it's obviously too early to, to say with the Because that is a medical. lot of blood. It's too early to say with complete medical certainty, obviously, a, a, a death certificate has yet to be drawn out, but I think it's... But yeah, gut feel, Doctor. Well, obviously, the poor woman was hit by a car. I would say that was probably the cause of death. Is she a local? Uh, I didn't recognize her. I don't think she is. I think uh, from the look of the two other people as well, I assume they're here for some sort of event or something. What are they wearing, Adam? The two people who hit her... You look over, it's hard to tell. You can't see very well from where you're standing. You'd need to walk closer. But I will tell you this much. The man is wearing a straw hat, like one of those classic, like in a barber shop, straw hats. Say, Dr. LeBlanc, Mm -hmm. do you think it is unusual that in 48 hours there have been two men dressed in strange clothes from a bygone era? 
Uh, well, to be honest, I consider this second viewing to make things on the whole a little less strange. I kind of just assume there's an event going on of sorts. What event would be happening in Sabineville? He gestures at the car, perhaps a classic car show or something. Have you ever had hosted such... a classic car show? Well, no, but maybe one's happening up in Huma. I, I don't know. What's the alternative there? See, sometimes, no matter how strange or unusual or ontologically challenging our worldview is presented as being, sometimes you just have to accept that that's the way it is. He nods as if he doesn't really understand what you're saying and, and then just says, Sometimes it's zebras, LeBlanc. Sometimes it's zebras. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.